Welcome to the Destination Kingdom Podcast, where one friend sharpens another. I'm your host, Dee. And I'm Key. So welcome back to another episode, y'all. This is the Destination Kingdom Podcast. We are Dee and Key, as you already heard in our intro. We have been friends for 13 years. We have known each other through the good, the bad, the ugly, the righteous, and the ratchets. Okay. So every (laughs) Amen. So so this podcast comes out bi-weekly, and we just talk about just our journey of trying to make it to the kingdom, but also trying to be relevant in culture. You know, you can't impact what you're not a part of. So thank you for tuning in again. And uh, Denitra, you want to kick us off on our first segment? And y'all, make sure y'all join us every week for this tea, okay? Okay. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> um. Last time we introduced our segment called "The Thing About It." So, for those of you that missed it, basically what we're going to be doing in this segment is incorporating a little bit of the culture because we want to stay relevant and putting a little bit of a Christian spin on it. So this week, hmm? we're a little late to the party, but we still gonna talk about it. <laughs> y'all gonna get this tea from us, huh? <laughs> Because y'all need to know how we feel about this, okay? Mm-hmm. So, we're going to talk about Jeezy and Gucci, okay? Ooh, so I say. So, so I say. Can't see the real words. I know. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you just got to hum it. I'm so I say. If y'all could see the way we are dancing in these chairs, Okay. Yes, we are doing the dance. Lady, y'all know the dance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look, y'all know. Y'all know. But yes, let's get into it. Let's get into it. What's your thoughts, girl? I thoroughly enjoyed the Jeezy versus Gucci um, versus battle. I thought that it was a great production. I, uh, <laughs> the ratchet side of me really enjoyed the location of of the verses and I believe that where it's at but I enjoyed the location um I know Denitra we said we wanted to also talk about like their outfits I they look like two opposite people and one of the points that I was telling D was Jeezy dressed how Gucci acted and Gucci dressed the way Jeezy acted. Does yes. that make sense? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. I I agree. I feel like Jeezy was like, he acted at a certain caliber. Whereas I feel like Gucci was just, he your petty friend, as one of my other friends said. He the petty friend. <laughs> he, the, he the petty one of the group. Okay? He's the petty friend, and Jeezy was the mature one of the group, okay? Mm. And... You know, you need both to keep you humble. You know what? And I agree with that. You do need every friend to keep you humble because one friend is going to tell you, hey, we can't keep living like this. We can't keep doing the same stuff. And the other friend going to say, let let me tell you something. If you want to just be able to relate to somebody, you got to come down off all of that knowledge. Not knowledge, but your delivery of it, right? Yeah. Now, let's get into the pettiness of the Jeezy versus Gucci. When Jeezy said, I own half of Atlanta. <laughs> ah, let me tell you something. He's like, Why? I ain't from here. I ain't from here, but I own half of it. Okay. Okay. Don't get it twisted. My name is on several D's. Okay. <laughs> don't play with me. Huh? And then, uh, 
Gucci was like, I'm talking about ice. I said, not ice. When did real estate and ice equate to the same thing? But And they don't. But you know, I you might have made this point to me. Did we think that it was like, I want to use the right literature term, but I can't think of it right now. But that it was some type of symbolism. That's what it is. Symbolism that Jeezy had now, if y'all y'all ratchet, y'all, y'all gotta know the story. Y'all really gotta know the story, right? So if you, you don't, don't you're gonna get it, right? <laughs> if you don't know the background story, there is some animosity. We're not gonna go into it on the podcast because that ain't our business, okay? But there is some animosity between Jeezy and Gucci, or there was. Um, looked like they made up, but there was some past animosity. Some things happened. Da 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 blah blah blah. You know, but. In that ten thousand dollars was <laughs> was a hefty amount that was incorporated into the beef, and so Gucci was like, you know, my ice, my whole outfit cost ten thousand, ten bands, and Go- that's when Jeezy was like, eh? right? So what? So what? Like, eh? So D brought up the point of did I think that the ten thousand was symbolism for the bounty, basically that was it was on his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did bring that up. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So you think it was? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, you know, I, I get a little deep in my head sometimes. So, you know. <laughs> And I was, if you guys listened to episode one of season two, where I was saying I wasn't trying to be the heavy, that's why I wasn't trying to be the heavy. I was just like, oh, I didn't even notice. But you know, you might have a point, but I'm going to come up off that heaviness though. <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, I don't really know. It could have been, it could have been symbolic. It could have been like, you know what? That TNG, look, it's right here. I made it and I'm, look, I'm stunting with it. Okay. Who knows? But, you know, I, I, you have to really put it into perspective. Like these men are almost forty. Oh, child! Like they are almost forty. D, like so icy came out when we were in middle school, high school, somewhere like, in there, somewhere, somewhere in there. along those lines. I still remember, you know, and y'all know where well, my name is, Susie and Gucci. Okay, okay. Look, we, we ain't gonna go there. We ain't gonna go there. We ain't gonna go there. We're 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 gonna go there. we are when I went down, so um, Denisha and I actually just had a little reunion with each other. Um, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, we haven't seen each other physically in almost a year. Um, so I did go down and visit with her before the holidays. And on my ride down, I just played the Jeezy album, the new Jeezy album, The Recession 2. And D is pretty dope. Yeah, I listened to it on my way back to Florida from Georgia. Really? What did you What did you think about it? It was pretty good. Now I ain't listened to the whole thing. You know, I I have to do doses. Oh, <laughs> but I got by halfway through. <laughs> Lord, what was your favorite of what you heard so far? Do you remember? Oh gosh. All right. Um. No. <laughs> it was one about black power or something like. Oh, that. all Maddie Black Dollar. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's my. Yeah. Now let me tell you something. 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 The video. Have you seen the video for that? Yes, we watched it when you was here. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. But the video for that, I am in love with it. First of all, I love Jeezy and his fiance. Put some respect on her name, Jeannie Mai. Um, love them. Jeannie, I loved her since the real, so whatever. But their that whole video gave me like Frank Lucas, American Gangster vibes. Yeah. And I was here for it. Like I just, <laughs> girl, I just want me a look. I just wanna, oh, I just wanna look expensive one time. You know what I'm saying? Like just have me an outfit where you just look expensive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> look expensive. Yeah, I, I didn't say <laughs> I don't necessarily want to be like Jeezy. I mean, excuse me, Gucci when I'm spending 10 bands, you know. I just want to look like I spent 10 bands because I don't want to look part. like huh what I went through. Huh? That part, that part, that part. But look, on another note, <laughs> we're gonna transition on to what we talk about today because clearly we could talk about this for a minute. Right, right. At the end of the day. It appears that Gucci and Jeezy have agreed to disagree or agreed to get along to a certain extent. So, mm-hmm. cool shouts out to them. So, basically, what we want to talk about today is forgiveness. Um, so, the title of this episode will be 70 times 7. Look, stay tuned for the tea. <laughs> I, I want to commend Gucci for taking the olive branch. I know he acknowledged Jeezy for extending it. And I want to commend Jeezy for extending it, excuse me, and Gucci for accepting it. Because for a minute there, it was it was a little tense. It was a little... It was, yeah, it was. It was a little hot. But I also think that correlating that to forgiveness, sometimes there is a tense moment before there is true healing and forgiveness. And I'm not saying that true healing occurred that night, you know, it's a process, but I think sometimes like we just kind of get wrapped up into just living in the past and what happened and this person did this and this person did that. And I mean, I couldn't really imagine forgiving somebody for what Gucci is having to forgive Jeezy for, you know what I'm saying? Or what, you know, Jeezy is accused of doing Um, and that ain't our business. But I know in my life, sometimes I've, I have struggled, not sometimes, I do um, (laughs) struggle with forgiveness and really letting that go. Um, And I just, I don't know, D, what's your thoughts? I mean, I think everybody struggles with forgiveness. I Like you say, I can't imagine having to forgive that, but I also can't imagine having to forgive some of the stuff I had to forgive. (laughs) Um, So I think, it's one of those times where it may sound cliche, but it's like God doesn't put more on your plate than you can bear. So I feel like if it's your charge to forgive whatever it is, like, you know, look, you can forgive. It might take a little work, a little time. Um, But again, like, I think my point always is like, you can forgive people, but like, you ain't got to be all up in their face, buddy, buddy, you know, like, and I don't think that you have to do that. It's just a matter of knowing that you truly forgave that person. And like, we can be cordial, but I ain't got no hard feelings towards you and nothing like that. Mm. 
So when do you know, like, if it's like that, and we do, y'all know we have scriptures to go along with this, but right now we're just kind of having good conversations. So how do you know, like, if it's, if it's that point where you've forgiven somebody, but you don't necessarily want to let them back in your life in the same capacity, how did you judge? Like, what was that? What was your judgment on that to say, yes, I did forgive you, and no, I choose not to rock with you like that no more? Yeah, I think for me in um, the situation that I'm thinking about, like, I had to forgive um, an ex, like, and I didn't want to be with that person again because, honestly, like, what happened and what took place just hurt too much, and... I feel like sometimes it's like I can never get back to that place again. Like I can never get back to a place where I can forgive you and still like trust you again. Mm. (laughs) Um, And so I think everybody has their boundaries. And so for me, like in my relationship, I have certain boundaries that I'm like, you can't cross this because I can forgive you, but I would never trust you again. You know, and so it's like if you cross those boundaries or like you get to a certain point, then it's just like I can forgive you. I really can forgive you. Like I can say in my heart, like you are a good person. You are going to be awesome for somebody someday. It's just not me. And I really hope the best for you. (laughs) But like I can't go back there anymore, you know. So. I think it's personal. I think you kind of have to decide what that that limit is for you. And if you can let them back in your life, sometimes you can. But sometimes I feel like God shut the door and he don't want it back open. And And he'll make it clear if he don't want it back open, okay? And don't. And I, 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 I rock with you on that part because I think that's something that I used to judge myself on of, be having to be honest with myself of like, I forgive this person. I truly don't have any animosity in my heart towards them. However, I don't necessarily forget what you did. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm not being bitter. I'm using wisdom now. Like, you know, the Bible talks about a fool for mm-hmm. what he looks like when he walks away from the mirror. And now I know they're talking about, you know, memorizing the word and stuff, but that also applies to just like life. Like I'm not going to forget that this is now your character, whether it's mm-hmm. a season of your life or whatever. And I feel like God will give me the discernment of whether or not in another season you can be in my life in some capacity. It may never be that capacity, but right now I may need to separate myself from you. And if it's in God's will, then we may come back together. And if it ain't, then I still ain't got no beef towards you. We'll, we'll dap it up, say, hey, smooch, smooch. You know what I mean? The little, you know, mwah, mwah, you know. Yes. Thing. You know how girls do. Hey, boo. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know how we be. But we can still do that. But I won't tell you my personal business or I won't allow you to get close to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you have to establish boundaries. And I love that you said um, God gives us wisdom because he does. And that's one of the things when I was going through my season of having to forgive everybody, <laughs> um, like that's one of the things my counselor told me, she's like, you know, God gives you wisdom. And even when you get into new situations, new friendships, new relationships, whatever, like God still gives you wisdom to know, like, if you can have this person at a certain level in your life and he, he'll let you know. 
He will let you know whether it's in a dream, whether it's in your time with him where you talking and you listening, whatever. Like he will let you know. And I think that if that person is um, to be in your life, like we always talk about a certain peace that we feel when we talking or spending time with God. Like I feel like it's a peace that comes with that. It's a peace and an understanding where it's like, okay, like, okay, God, I see you. I see you doing something here. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. So for me, my scripture is Ephesians 5 and 1. And it says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. And one thing that I got from that is even in my anger, I should resemble God. And I'll be honest, I did not do the best job of that um, recently. Uh, and I'm gonna let that be where it's at, but the God has definitely, um, I'm a work in progress. I just put it like that. And I just, I just want to make sure that no matter what I do, no matter what emotion I feel that somebody can still say, I, I still saw some type of Christian like stuff in her, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, I still am not like questioning where she stands with Christ. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean being perfect. It just means it, you can tell his spirit is in me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to, I just want to charge myself to, to do better in that. I, I am disappointed in myself to an extent. I'll be honest, because I've had to be honest with God. Like, I am sorry, but I am not sorry. Like, and I've been kind of struggling with that. And I think we talked about this last time, too, about, like, forgiving yourself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, forgiving yourself, forgiving other people. And I know one of the things that I have had to really struggle with and something that I'm challenging myself with now is, um, changing the narrative or accepting the fact that the narrative I've told myself about certain situations may not be the totality of that same situation. So what I mean by that is like, I have my perspective of how stuff happened. God see everything. So he see the whole picture and then the other person or other people involved have their perception of what happened and they all may be different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so just looking at my point of view, oh, no, you was wrong. You was wrong. And I dealt with you accordingly. You know what I mean? Whether I cut you off or, you know, I put you at a certain place in my life. And then when you asked me why you weren't in that place, now we can have a conversation because now you ask me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that I'm not that person that just be out here just doing all the extra. I can, but I don't. Like not naturally, you know what I'm saying? Not naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you come to me and you ask me, hey, you know, I see you kind of switching up, da, 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 then that opens up a way for us to have a conversation if I don't feel led to have one with you on my own. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to what I'm originally saying is like I have to accept sometimes that there is another perspective perspective of that situation in which I could have played a part sometimes in breaking my own heart you Mm -hmm. know and that's that's hard to accept and then when I see that now I have to not only forgive that person but I got to forgive myself too and I got to accept that dang I might have been wrong 
And that ain't, that's not easy to do, but I'm challenging myself to do it more, you know? Got a lot of challenges over there, girl. <laughs> Truth is, I'm fine. <laughs> But no, like that's real. And I think it's really hard um, sometimes, like you said, when you're really emotional, whether you're angry or you're hurt or whatever that emotion is that you might be feeling to kind of still exhibit the same characteristics that God would. Like, I feel like that's hard for anybody because clearly we just sat up here and had this whole conversation about Jesus. So y'all know we're a little bit ratchet. But you know what? Even Jesus hung out with Mary Magdalene and them. You know what I'm saying? I feel like sometimes I have to remind myself, even Jesus hung out with Zacchaeus, hello, Mary Magdalene and them. My point is, look, we'll knock and we'll buck too. So (laughs) (laughs) sometimes we need to remember, you know, in that moment. It's like, you know, take a second and breathe. Mm-hmm. Be like, you know, should I really say what I'm thinking right now? <laughs> and I, I would really? say, I don't want y'all to be sitting up here thinking that I pop off. I do not. If I have actually come to a point to where I'm ready to confront something, it has been months and nine times out of 10, it has been years for it to get to that level. It's not something I want to make sure I'm I'm being very clear. It's been months and years of me like taking it to God or now in counseling, going to my counselor or talking to D or talking to other friends, like getting myself together to constantly see that other person's point of view. And then sometimes it get or even me like attempting to talk to that person about, hey, these are my boundaries, this is what I need, da da da. And if that person continues to disrespect them, then sometimes because I haven't put a hard separation between me and that person in a way that's healthy for me, sometimes you it does lead to that. But it takes a extremely long time for that to happen. And I think I've only really done that in my life for real, for real, like three times, you know? Yeah, same. I'm like, it takes a lot for me to get to the point where I'm like ready to just snap on you <laughs> like a whole lot because i don't really get mad that that easy i don't really get upset i'm real chill calm cool collected mm-hmm. but when i get there it ain't pretty it ain't pretty but you know we're works in progress so yeah haven't gotten there in a long time I'll say for me, my um, scripture today is Matthew 18, 21 through 22. And basically it's the scripture where Peter is asking Jesus, like, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Like seven times? And then Jesus is like, nah, bro, like you got to, this this is my interpretation, clearly. <laughs> but Jesus is like, nah, bro, like you got to keep forgiving him. 70 times seven, okay? Like you have to keep forgiving him like it doesn't matter what he does you know like you got to keep forgiving him and so I think for me um it's kind of like I said earlier like you're called to still forgive that person and I think that's something that we all can struggle with especially if it's a repeat thing you know it's like you keep crossing my boundaries but then it's like you say I have to look at myself and be like what am I doing 
to allow you to continue to cross those boundaries? Like, why is it that you don't understand that this is a, a hard boundary and you need to stop crossing it? <laughs> mm. So, and then it's like, at some point it's like, what did I do? Like, I, clearly I'm doing something wrong. So like, I need to forgive myself for whatever I did or for allowing that to continue to happen in the way that it is and figure out how to establish a better boundary or make it clear to that person. Like, if you want to have a relationship with me, like, well, it's some conversations we got to have. It's some boundaries that cannot be crossed. And like, I forgive you, but like, we both going to have to do better, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it's important too, like when we say we both going to have to do better, like you define what that better is. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times, like people just say, well, I'll do better. You do better. But what am I doing better at? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm like, you need to be real clear. I have learned that because you can be like, okay, I'm going to do better. And then they be like, but I'm doing better. But it's like, no, that's not the expectation that I had in my head. <laughs> so like you doing better for you, but you're not doing better for me. <laughs> yeah. And and understanding my standards and your standards are not the same type of standards. I'm not saying that like we all gotta live up to each other's high expectations of our of the other person. I'm not saying any of that, but I'm saying there is something too when you are in some type a of relationship, whether it's romantic, platonic, uh, family, whatever, even business, like. You know, you go to your job, they give you a developmental plan of their expectations of you, what they want you to achieve in the next six months um, and in the year. You know, they they give that to you. So I think sometimes we can be naive in our uh, everyday lives thinking that like, hey, that principle still follows in our regular lives. And sometimes because we didn't set the clear expectation, like hey, this does lead to boundaries being crossed. And sometimes you don't know the boundaries until they are crossed. You don't really know um, for certain things. Now, you know, everybody listens to this podcast. You know, we get feedback from y'all. Y'all seem like the type of people that you are taking some time to self-reflect, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So you know some boundaries, but y'all know what I mean. Sometimes you don't know that something is still a trigger or something makes you feel a certain type of way until that happens. And I think in that moment, like we we, I say we as in all of the real friends crew, we have to stop, take a second, breathe, and then come to that person like, hey, you remember when you said such and such or you did such and such? I don't rock with that. That that make me feel a certain type of way. Yeah. And I think, I, I will say for me, I struggle with, I struggled. I'm not going to say I still struggle. I struggled with getting feedback from people initially, especially because when I was like, learning to pour out my feelings and then you came back and you told me something I wasn't expecting like um excuse me (laughs) who you talking to but you know I think that it is a good place to be in when you can continue the conversation and be able to set expectations realistically of what works for both people. So sometimes I think when you come back and you do say like, I got into it with you. Say I got into it with you, Key. I ain't never really got into it with you. But if I got into it with you, <laughs> you know, like if I could come back in two two days and be like, you know, bro, like, you know, you really offended me when you said such and such. Well, actually that has happened. Yeah. You really, <laughs> you really offended me when you said whatever, we, whatever you said, you know? And then it's like, okay, now that I know I offended you, like, can we 
sit down and kind of see like what boundaries do we need to establish? Like, what was it about it that made you feel uncomfortable? Like just being able to continue to have that conversation. So I feel like you can know going forward, like what better really looks like. So you can say, hey, you know, and I don't know. I don't really know how to put it. So I'll say, you know, on Monday, like, let's talk about it. And let's just say we don't want to do this. I don't really know. No. I'm running out of stuff. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> you I know. know. Because in my head, it made sense, but it's not coming out right. <laughs> are you trying to say like, okay, say, okay, say I, I'm trying to think of something that's important to you. Say... Okay, we were living together, right? So let's put us back to a time where we lived together. And I know Denitra is very, very uh, protective of her personal time for herself to rejuvenate herself, right? So say I unknowingly intrude on your personal time, right? Yes, like we could sit down and have a conversation. I could be like, you know, on Mondays, you know, I need from two to four to have my personal time. Like, I really need you not to interrupt it. And then you could be like, okay, but what if I need something from two to four? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you, we could be like, okay, like, you can come knock on the door and be like, it's important. I know it's your me time. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, and then I feel like it allows each person to have an understanding of what is okay or what is perceived as doing better. What's my whole point? So I have a question because you seem like you've had more... um Luck in this area than I have. Um, I look <laughs> blessing, maturity. I don't know, call it what you want to call it. But what do you do when you are trying to express that to someone and they're not receptive? Because actually, I mean, that's been you, right? Like you said that you were that person, which I did not know, but you said that you were that person that couldn't receive the feedback. Did I know this and just forgot? No, I don't think you knew it happened in my my romantic relationships. Oh. So, <laughs> well, listen, I know a lot. I know, I know. We know about ninety five percent of each other's lives. Yes, yeah. So, okay, well, we need to talk offline because <laughs> you I, you revealing that could have, you know, aided me. Not, not we need to talk offline. We need to have a conversation offline. I wish that you guys could see me because my neck is definitely rolling and my hands are definitely in the air. So we need to talk offline, okay? It doesn't have to be right now, but we need to put a pin in it, okay? But anyway, when you were in a space of not being able to take the feedback, what what do you think changed for you? Counseling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Counseling. <laughs> Honestly, no, like I had to talk to my counselor about it because I realized that it was hurting the person that I could not continue the conversation. It's like I'm trying to give you feedback and I want to continue the conversation, but like I would just shut down. Like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> or like I didn't really I don't want to say I don't want to talk about it anymore. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for me to dig that deep and be that vulnerable with somebody. So then it's like, my counselor was like, what is it that stops you? And I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I don't really be knowing what to say. But she was like, you know, just get through the uncomfortableness. Like, continue the conversation. You kind of have to push past this little mental block that I had. 
<laughs> it's easier said than done. I had to fight through that because it is very uncomfortable <laughs> when you feel like you're being attacked, even though even though I wasn't being attacked. My it just God. felt like I was being attacked. <laughs> I just had to fight through the conversation, okay? I had to fight through and just be like, it was hard. I, I really don't know. The Lord helped me because... <laughs> Sometimes I still struggle with it, but it was a mental block for sure. And so talking to her about it, she was like, you just got to push past it. Like you can be like, why? Like just say something that'll help the conversation continue. Do you think that you, do you think that you were able to have that conversation and push past that uncomfortableness because that person kind of made it clear that hey I'm not attacking you I'm I just want us to have a conversation did that help you or I know yeah, God I, of course helped you but like in that moment when you couldn't find a scripture or you couldn't you know what I mean I mean you I know you called on Jesus like Lord I'm gonna need your help um, <laughs> that part that part <laughs> but like but, yeah moment, I think I think that being made to feel like I just want us to both be able to be better I want us to be able to work past this. And I feel like at some point, like you realize like that's hurtful to a person when you keep shutting down. And so it's like, I don't want to hurt you because I really care about you. So like maybe my uncomfortableness is a little bit less important than you being hurt. (laughs) Mm. So yeah, I think that having the space is, it was a safe space. I feel like a safe space was created and I was reassured like, I just want to work through this, you know, like, I know this is hard for you to do, but like, I need you to try. (laughs) Mm. It's like, it's like a kid, you know? (laughs) God is still working on me. As you guys can tell, Denitra is the righteous and I am the wretched on this subject. But I am a work in progress. Uh, I feel like I'm having to justify myself on this episode. Listen, Okay. I am much better than I was a year ago, than I was two years ago, than I was three years ago, okay? So and we all are. Look, we all are. Don't at me in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this challenge is don't at me. I can't. Um, so wrap this up. What do you feel like is your biggest challenge with forgiveness? It's what I said before, letting go of the narrative that I told myself. Um, yeah, speaking, so you mentioned a romantic relationship. For me, in a romantic relationship, my thing would be if I ask you a question, I need you to answer this question with the truth. Because nine times out of ten, I already know the truth. You see what I'm saying? And sometimes, sometimes. That little bit of crazy boy just inside <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> Just inch out. Don't do that. Don't do that. But sometimes what I thought to be true and what was actually the truth were two different things. And if I in that moment I couldn't accept what was actually the truth. Or I had to like be like, dang, I'm sorry. I like, well, this and this made A plus A, B, and then C came right after. So D was the final result. And they were like, no, actually. Actually, you were looking at the wrong thing. I'm doing math. You you over here in literature class. 
Oh, my bad. You know what I mean? So yeah. it really did have to, I, I, and to this day still, I do have to work on that narrative and controlling my thoughts because sometimes like I end up getting upset about things that really haven't happened. And then I have to forgive that person for something that never even happened. You know, yeah. that sounds really crazy. I might edit that out. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's real, especially for people that overthink, which I think you and I both have talked about us being overthinkers naturally anyway. And so when you overthink, it's like I said, look, we still in the north. You all the way down south. Like what happened? Like I didn't even say that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like you said you created a whole narrative and so now in your mind you got to forgive them for something that they ain't even do <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I feel you I think for me I struggle with having expectations that things will go back to normal sometimes after you forgive somebody when it ain't always meant to go back to normal mm. it's just not that's not like a heartbreak <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a heartbreak some things and even with friends I've had friends that I lost and it's like I had to forgive them and it's like they didn't even do nothing that deep but sometimes it was just time for them to be out of my life you know what? <laughs> <laughs> not Danny they just breathe wrong and I wasn't feeling <laughs> okay. okay let's not be dramatic let's not be they did something wrong okay. but like it wasn't enough to be like, oh, I don't want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. But I think I will say even in those moments, like when things like that have happened, like especially as I got closer to Christ, it's like I know that this friendship kind of need to come to an end. But I've been moving real slow and I ain't been trying to make that happen. So like the little little thing happened and they'd be like, dang, I got to forgive you for this. Because you really upset me because I felt like I was your friend and you should have did this for me. Mm-hmm. But it also be like, this was that little straw that God was like, I need to do this little thing because it's going to irritate her just enough for her to be like, you know what? God told me I was supposed to let you go anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then outside of that, you still have to forgive that person. So knowing that it's okay to forgive somebody and not talk to them or, you know, not be all up in their face. Like, it's okay. I wish you the best, you know? Mm. I feel that this episode was a little heavier than I think we both anticipated. And um, now we get 40 minutes. <laughs> well, every now and again, you know, we got to give y'all a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Well, hopefully y'all enjoyed this ratchet episode because it was a little bit more ratchet than normal, Lord. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode and let us know in the DMs, in the comments of our IG posts or our Facebook posts. Um, And you can also email us at realfriends at destinationkingdom.org. Email us and hit us up and let us know some things that you guys have struggled to forgive others with. Um, and even some tips on on how you have forgiven others. We might do a little real friend Wednesday chat, um, maybe in between episodes to just kind of talk about that and see what y'all thinking. So yeah, because you know we gave y'all what we know, but it's a wealth of knowledge out there. So look, we still struggling, so we might need some tips from y'all. 
Clearly. Call a spade a spade. I'm still struggling, Denitra. I'm key. This is key. Key here. I'm still struggling. So if y'all got some tips, y'all bring them on through. Amen. Yeah, I still struggle. It's for, it, it, it is one person. I can tell you right now. I've been like, Lord, I done forgave this person about five times. And you still telling me I got to forgive them? But you know. 70 times 7. I'm going to find who that person is off air, but y'all be easy. Look, offline. We had that conversation offline. <laughs> we but love yes, you guys. Love y'all. Remember to like, subscribe, and comment at Destination Kingdom on all social media platforms. Talk to y'all later.